Gather round the fireplace, kitties. It's time for another podcast, all the way from Crapper Creek, Alaska. Glenner here. It's going to be a good one this week. Uh, we're going to talk couples genitalia matchmaking with Maria. Uh, also, a chat with Maria about Karen in the hood. We had an issue with a lady in our neighborhood we'll tell you about. Idiot of the day with Bob Zaney, legendary comic. The mayor of Fairbanks joins us for Yes or BS. Uh, inappropriate touching with troll dolls on the docket today. And legendary rocker Carmina Peace. All coming up on the podcast. Live from Crapper Creek, Alaska. The podcast. This is Maria. Hey, Maria Anderson. Oh, good morning, baby. Oh, you're high energy this morning. What's going on? I'm always high energy. That's for sure. And high maintenance. Um, well, you're not really high maintenance. I'm a diva. I just kick you out. What's going on? I'm just a diva. Move on. What do you want? I need somebody to make my soup warm. No, hey, uh. Weirdo. Thought I'd call you because, you know, you showed me this letter we got yesterday in, oh, yeah, in, in right. our mailbox. Oh, my Lord. We got a letter from Karen. Uh, Karen. 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 You what? Why did you do that? Why did you do that, Karen? She's alarming but disarming and a really very charming modern girl. Karen. All right. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> I had to play the Karen theme song. All right. Yeah, it was bizarre. Do you want to hear it again? Karen. No. Karen. No? Karen. I'm going to hang up. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> Why did you do that? Sorry. Here we go. All right, so here's the letter we get. And uh, you, you found this in our mailbox. We've got a, our, our mailbox is like a street over. I tried to get it closer. The, the post office said, no, this is where they all go. So I went, I got the post, I put it in. I've got a nice big safety lock one right there in a row with about 10 12 others. Yeah, yeah. Then we get this letter. It says, hello, I am your neighbor on Beep Street. Uh, when the new subdivision was developed, there were two small male receptacles here. My two neighbors on Beep Street. Now there's a, I love this word, a hodgepodge of boxes, Maria. I know, I know. Did you know we had a, I, what's a fucking hodgepodge of boxes yeah. mean? <laughs> Tell them the rest. All right, well. This is just a bunch of crap. Uh, so anyway, I am writing to see if you would please consider, and then she gives us two options. One, moving your mailbox to the subdivision in which you live, with which, a question mark. Which the post office won't let you do, so Right, that's out. and number two, privately owned or USBS cluster box unit. And then she gives us this big story of what is a cluster box. A cluster box or community mailboxes offer the greatest amount of fuel savings and carbon emissions reductions because of carriers can deliver. What the fuck? Okay. Are they serious? Okay, okay. We're talking yes. about, uh, oh, uh, customers <laughs> during a single stop with less truck idle time increasing the use of centralized delivery for no all right all right why doesn't she get a cluster box we're all good yeah and, I, well, and isn't I that what we have isn't it a, <laughs> it's more like a cluster fuck <laughs> it's a, no i think she's talking about the box at the top of the hill where you can have like 50 they're teeny weeny little boxes you can't get packages or anything else right or you can get a straight up mail but no that, no but here's the saddest part she didn't put any contact information man i got words and she didn't put any address because i got eggs come halloween yeah and she's talking about oh the post Creating a greener neighborhood. That's what, what she's... What the hell? It's right off the side of the street. Where, I mean... And really, I walk to the mailbox. If She's telling us if it's farther, then I have to drive to it. 
isn't that also creating emissions? Right. I don't know what she's... Oh, oh no. Let's get down to the... Head. And we haven't even brought up the fact that she stuck it in our mailbox, which is a federal offense. federal offense. offense. <laughs> <laughs> and used it. Oh, she thought she'd cover her ass by using a stamp to close the piece of paper. Yeah, that's how she did remember, it. Remember? <laughs> but there was no address on it. Right. So she, talked, she put it in everybody's mailbox. And man, she's going to be in trouble. Because she wants everybody to move their boxes hey. away from her mailbox. Hey. Thanks, Karen. Hey, baby. Karen. 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 You what? Why did you do that? What's that? We know what street she lives on. Yeah, we do. (laughs) And we know her name. Karen. And if you're listening to this, Karen, yeah, you can shove this letter in your cluster box. From the farthest North Rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. All right, boys and girls, it's time to talk inappropriate toys. You know, in this day and age, obviously, there's a lot of stuff going on. There are a lot of Karens out there. They're trying to fucking make it miserable for everybody. But every once in a while, they have a point. They have a logical point. Nowadays, we have to be very careful. I think, uh, remember, it wasn't that long ago, what, a year and a half ago, the big hashtag Me Too thing came down and heads were, heads rolled, man. Heads rolled. A lot of guys got what was coming to them. Totally agree with it. No problem. Then we have the Black Lives Matter. Same thing. And I'm totally behind it. I think it's fantastic. Time for some change in a positive way. Now, something, times do things go too far. Yeah, a Karen gets involved and something goes ridiculous, right? Uh, When it comes to the hashtag Me Too movement, oftentimes things are blown out of proportion when they shouldn't be. This, probably not one of those situations. If you haven't heard lately, uh, Hasbro uh, put out a new toy, a troll toy, the Trolls World Tour. The movie came out in April. Right. Well, this is a toy from it. They had to pull one of the toys from a shelf in the toy store because of complaints for inappropriate touching. Wait, what? On a troll toy? How do you fucking uh, inappropriately touch a troll toy? Well, let me tell you. The doll has a button and uh, it's a female doll. And when you press it, the doll gasps and giggles and says things like, wee and oh, here's the problem. The button is under her skirt or right between her legs, right on the hoo-ha. It's right there. I'm not kidding you. It's not like kind of in the area. You got to look underneath. It's almost kind of like where the taint would be, I guess. But it's a cartoon, so it doesn't have anything there, obviously, other than a button. And when you push it, the little female doll goes, wee. Guys, let me tell you right now, there's not a button that does that. Okay, don't. I know you've searched high and low, and you wish to God there was an actual button under there that would make her go, wee. Wow. She's not a troll doll. It doesn't work that way. So... Yeah, obviously, this might be a case where parents aren't overreacting. They've got a big uh, petition online. Hasbro's already pulled the toy, but they're freaking out. Karen's everywhere, just freaking out on it. Now, uh, here's the thing. If you have one, holy shit, it's probably worth some serious money. The Trolls World Tour Giggle and Sing Poppy is what it is. I don't know if they're still out there. They said they've pulled it, so you might be able to get one online, but I don't know. Uh, This was not our intention. And we are happy to provide consumers with a replacement poppy doll. Okay. There you go. So, uh, or you could get the guy doll where they have a ring toss game. And every time you get one, you go, yeah, I'm going to blow a load. And people took that wrong, which is weird. I've got audio from a lady who bought one, uh, uh, Karen, somebody online, and she bought it for a two-year-old daughter. And she okay. pushes a button. Hold on. And she makes a little singing sound. Right, yeah. And- 
She's, she's super cute. Yeah, she is. She's well, it's a cute doll. To my husband, and I heard some other sounds that I had never heard before. And if you look <laughs> down here, I figured a video was the best way. So I just touched her tummy, and she's going to sing for a minute. Oh, she's singing Cindy Lauper. Down here is a button. There's the button. Right oh, here right there pilot. by her pooper. And if you push those, she makes here these she sounds. Goes. Wow. All right. Yeah. Again, guys, a guy, um, there is no button that makes her say that. Just FYI. (laughs) Hey, folks, it's Glenn with you. And guess who's joining me in the cabin? Well, at least on the phone. Nobody actually comes out here. Have you noticed that? Uh, It's the mayor of Fairbanks, Alaska on the phone. Mr. Jim Matherly. Once again, mayor, how are you today? Well, Glitter, I'm doing (laughs) <laughs> oh, nice. Look at that. I got a little, I got some character acting out of the mayor. All right. Uh, you are here, of course, for a very important reason every week, and that is to play the game we call Yes or BS. Obviously, topics that have no real value whatsoever. So it doesn't matter how many he gets right or wrong, but I know he takes it very personally when he gets too many wrong. So let's humor him. Here we go. Let's get into it, Jimmy. Here we are. Hold on. Got it. It's time for. Yes. 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 Or BS. Okay. All right. Here we go. Uh, All right. Hit me. Now, here's our topic. Uh, Coming up is National Cheeseburger Day. Love me a good cheeseburger. So that's our topic. I cooked a mean cheeseburger for my dad at the Dairy Queen. Don't forget. Oh, that's right. That's right. You're the Dairy Queen guy. All right. Well, let's see. Let's just see. Okay. All right. right. Uh, Here we go. So that's the topic today. Are you ready for your first question? Yes or BS? Cheeseburger, popular German dish called a Hamburg steak, eventually led to the first hamburger. Oh, man. That sure certainly sounds. And that's a German word, Hamburg. Hamburg. Yes, I'll say yes. Yes. Yes, uh, German immigrants brought it to the U.S. in the 1800s. Much it's, It was much like the Salisbury steak, but uh, there you go. All right, here you go. Uh, next question. Americans eat about 5 billion hamburgers a year. 5 billion. Yes or BS? Jeez, that's a lot. There's 330 million people in the country. Each one of them eats a bunch. 5 billion. That sounds a little high, but I'll say yes. Uh, no. <laughs> no in fact you're wrong and you know why why because math is hard math yes, is hard is. no yes, believe it, it or not and and this is america and you were trying more. to do that no, oh geez um like 10 times more try 50 billion hamburgers a year oh that can't be true well you're talking about everything it's not just mcdonald's obviously it's everybody that's everybody every game oh. everybody in a backyard every yeah yeah, so that's a lot. Uh, here's your next question. Hamburgers got popular in 1904 after they were sold at the World's Fair. True. You're a winner! All right, there we go. Yeah, according to the Library of Congress, a guy in New Haven, Connecticut, sold the first one in 1900, but they didn't get popular until about four years later when a guy from Texas sold them at the World's Fair in St. Louis in 04. So there you go. All right, here's your next question. The largest hamburger ever made weighed more than a 2017 Toyota, Toyota Camry. 
Oh, that's got to be true in this country. No. <laughs> See, and that's why you went wrong. You went this country. Uh, the record oh. for largest burger was set past July in Germany. It weighed in at just under 2,567 pounds. However, that Camry from, uh, from 2017 weighed about 300 and, or 3,300 pounds. So, Holy Toledo, that's a lot of meat. That's a lot of burger. That's a big Boy. burger. And it was devoured by, uh, what's his name? Kobayashi, uh, <laughs> the uh, hot dog eating champ. All right. Boy, that guy could eat a lot. I can't imagine. And he weighs that. like 70 pounds. What the fuck? It's I don't, amazing to me. I don't get it. I think he barfs it all up right afterwards. I hate that. He purges. I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> it stays on my body. That guy could eat all he wants to. I can't stand guys. It's like not that. fair. I know. Me neither. I hate it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm getting them wrong. I'm not doing good on this one. I've You're doing wrong. okay. You're doing okay. Gee, don't all be right. so hard on yourself, Mayor. All, all right, right. Here's all your right. last question. You got time to rally. One of the all founders right. of White Castle invented the hamburger bun. Oh, holy smokes. I sure don't know much one about One of this. the founders of White Castle. Well, I, White Castle makes good hamburgers. Did they invent the first hamburger bun? Yes, I'll say yes. Was White Castle around back then? I'll say no. God, I made you change your mind. You're wrong. <laughs> I hate you, Glenn Anderson. No, I hate you. You hate the hot dog champ, not me. Don't uh, hate uh, me because yeah. I'm blonde. Hate me because I'm beautiful. No, um, <laughs> believe it or not, here's the thing. I had no idea, and it actually uh-huh. came up on the show. White Castle's been around for a very long time. I had and, no idea. Yeah, um, the dude started making burgers in 1916 and opened the first White Castle in Kansas in 1921, 19 years before the first McDonald's opened. Boom. White Castle. Well, that, had no idea. And I'll say something about Ray Kroc. You know, when he was asked in an interview if he sold hamburgers, he said, no, I manage real estate. That was his <laughs> big thing. We're a real estate company because they buy up all the greatest spots. But really, we're just a real estate company that happens to sell hamburgers. I thought that was an interesting Interesting quote. Ah, it's just ramblings of an old stupid man. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Glenn. I appreciate it. Mayor, that. thank you for giving us your time. Keep up the good fight, and we'll talk again next time. All right. Sounds great. Thanks, Glenn. Well, the big question on a lot of parents' minds uh, over the next week or so is to homeschool and not homeschool. What is going to happen with the schools? Uh, a lot of it is so in the air, you know, and a lot of it depends on where you are. Here in Alaska, it might be a little easier than, say, California, New York, somewhere, Florida. It's probably a little bit tougher talking about school, uh, not so much with homeschool. So if you're one of those thinking of homeschooling your, your kids for the first time, well, good for you. But there are certain things you're going to need to know before you get into the homeschool thing. That's why we here in Crapper Creek are proud to bring you some homeschooling tips for your kids. You may want to start with some outdoor activities to get the blood flowing, like mowing the lawn, weeding the garden, and sealing the driveway. Make sure to buy a used Subaru. Hey, if you're going to act like a teacher, you might as well drive like one. Create a special schedule specific to your family needs. In other words, factor in hangovers. And nothing makes a better field trip destination than the local dispensary. Another great tip for homeschooling. Maintain a positive attitude about the fact that your kid is going to have to repeat the year and it's all your fault. Set a clear goal, such as doing just enough to not get arrested for child neglect. Another great homeschool tip. You can take this opportunity to teach your child things they wouldn't have learned in school. Like math. 
history, English, or science. Create a support group with other parents who need to get wasted after a week of homeschooling with you. Another good tip, three simple words, riddling, riddling, and more riddling. Guy, that's four words. And finally, what you want to do if you're going to homeschool your child is just pray your kid doesn't actually want to learn anything. Cramming the wattage from the cottage here in Crapper Creek. 95.9 Radio. Welcome to this uh, fine edition of the show. Uh, joining us on the phone line into the cabin, legendary rock drummer, joins us every week about this time. Oh, you know him. Uh, of course, uh, drummer for Cactus and for uh, Vanilla Fudge when it started out there in the mid-60s. Uh, for Ozzy and for Rod Stewart and uh, King Cobra, name it. He's played with him. It's Carmine Apiece. Carmine, how are you? Good, man. How you doing? I am doing well, holding up now. Uh, you have m- so far safely and all moved in down in Florida, getting your studio all set up. Everything good? Yeah, yep. I actually started trying to record drums yesterday with me engineering, which is pretty funny. Oh. Uh, but uh, it's all set up, and uh, I got a new drum set coming from D-Drum to uh, put in the studio because I'm going to be doing some live things, some like uh, online things for Modern Drummer and uh, online master classes and stuff like that. So you're still teaching, so, so people can take uh, virtual drum classes with Carmine Apiece? Well, not yet, but in, but in the near future, yeah. Wow. Oh, that's going to be awesome. I don't even play drums, and I want I want, <laughs> I want to do it. Uh, I, I've never drummed in my life. I would love a lesson. <laughs> oh, that'd be fun. Wouldn't that, that be wild? I've never. Now, yeah. um, another guy here at the station does the morning show on our classic rock uh, station, uh, Troy Lewis. Is a drummer, yeah. and also uh, our city mayor, who's a good friend of mine, Jim Matherly, also a very good drummer, and he's a huge fan. The mayor of Fairbanks is a well, huge let's fan. Do, let's let's do something. We'll do it like a Zoom. Wouldn't that be great? All okay, all right. We will set it up a drum, a, 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 a Zoom drum lesson with the mayor of Fairbanks and myself with Carmine and Peace. We'll make that happen. Yeah. Uh, now, hey, give me give me a give me about a month to learn how to sure. work everything. Sure, right on. No worries. Now, uh, in the in the meantime, I did see the new video for Code Nineteen. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, Carmine and the crew, you and uh, you guys wrote this back in '97. And yes. at the time, uh, it was it was about um, it was really about the world uh, going to hell in a handbasket, and you, and you yeah. came up with code code nineteen. Even though it, it's just uh, who was it? T- who was it that pulled that Kelly, name out? Kelly Kelly studied Kelly Keeling. I was saying lyricist. He, I said, "Why code nineteen? Why not code 14? They said, "I don't know." Nineteen just came in my head, and it sounded a bit evil, and it and it sounded, you know, and it sung well. Yeah, it did. And and it's called Code 19, and it came out in 1997. And the video has got all of you guys, obviously, in your home studios or recording or playing live somewhere uh, with bits of uh, video of uh, today's situation. It's very well put together, and it is really creepy in the sense that COVID-19 is happening today. And you guys had Code 19, which was basically (laughs) the same thing back in 1997. You guys are like Nostradamus. Or the Simpsons. Lyrically, lyrically, it's we're living this song right now. Yeah, that's really strange. So, um, could you write a new song about sunshine and puppy dogs for us? 
<laughs> I'm sure if I get Kelly in on it, we can. Man, Kelly's we, a great talent, a great a lyricist, a great well, songwriter. Well, we just need something more positive right now, okay? Oh, <laughs> I know. Well, we got some positive ones. Okay, the now of course got, got that coming out. Now remember that uh this is now available on uh you re-released the Guitar Zeus collection and this is available yeah. on that. Uh if you haven't heard, right. of course, on Guitar Zeus, I've got the autograph copy. Uh God, you've got Ted Nugent and Zach Wilde and Ingve Malmstein and for, Brian May. Uh, Brian, Brian May, May for I'm crying out loud. Yeah. My goodness, you've got everybody that knows how to play guitar on there. So yeah. that's pretty cool. And that brings us before we leave and I let you go, I wanted to ask you something. The big talk was around here with some of my beer buddies best guitarist of all time best drummer of all time do you do you guys ever talk about that who in your mind there, Carmine there, there, there is no there is no best of all time I, I was having that same argument that you could not compare Jimmy Page uh, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan Jimmy, Jimmy to, Eric, to, to Jimmy Hendrix to Hendrix to, to Prince Hendrix. to uh, Clapton they're all different yeah. yeah I mean I wouldn't put Prince in the same category as those guys, but oh really? I mean, Prince is no Prince is an awesome performer, and it, you know he's a, he's a good guitar player, but he's not innovating guitar player. You know, we're talking about innovation, and that's really what, what makes greatness, right? Of. Right? Yeah, what makes greatness? Uh, Jimi Hendrix innovating, Jimmy Page innovating, Jeff Beck innovating, right? Uh, you know, Stevie Ray Vaughan was a good player, but I don't think he was innovating. Really. You know? Well, he was yeah, playing the blues, he, right, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, he was a good player, but he wasn't like, you know, created a whole new guitar style, except that Jimmy Page did. Yeah, they did. They, those guys actually you know, changed the guys, way the John, guitar was John done. Right. John, John McLaughlin. You know, those guys changed guitar forever. Right. You know, and all these other guys, like, uh, for instance, Stevie Ray Vaughan and Eddie Van Halen. Like, Eddie Van Halen's another one you can put in there. Yeah, I, yeah, you could. He did. He did. Yeah. And and really, I guess you know, when you can hear a guitarist and you hear two chords and you know what guitarist it is, that says something right there. That's, that's when the, you wanted the greatest. Same with drums, you know. Right. Same with drums. Same with singers. Bass that's players. Rod Stewart, right. Yeah. Rod Stewart was one of the greatest singers because when you heard his voice, you know it was him. Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt. And he started. He started that whole raspy voice rock singer thing. Yeah, know? yeah, that's right. That's very true. That's Carmine Apice. He joins us every week. It's always good to talk. Code 19, check it out. How can people get it and get Guitar Zeus as well? Yeah, uh, CarmineApice.com or MerchNow.com. There you go. Carmine, we'll talk again next week, buddy, and we'll set up the uh, drum clinic with the mayor here coming up. You got it, bro. All right, All right there right. you go. See Carmine, you folks. Bye-bye. From the farthest north rock station in the world... It's the Crapper Creek Podcast. Maria? Hi. Hey, baby, what are you doing? Uh, hey, check this out. Uh, I don't know if this is something we might be interested in or not, but we've been together a long time. Uh, we're very compatible, and I think we kind of fit like a glove, so we probably don't need it. But um, the hot new trend in plastic surgery is for couples, and it's something called genital matchmaking. That sounds gross. It's where a couple get plastic surgery to make their naughty regions more compatible. So it's like a guy might have his junk enlarged to better fit his wife or girlfriend's lady parts. And or she might have a rejuvenation or tightening down there to match better what he's packing. That's ridiculous. That is just absolutely ridiculous. And the result is supposed to be more friction during sex, creating better sex. 
And what, how much does that cost? Oh, it's probably in the thousands. I, they don't have a listing for plastic surgeons for the procedure, but you know it can't be cheap. And I uh, Obviously, only for rich people. I'm pretty sure insurance wouldn't cover that. I have a sex disorder. No. <laughs> well, uh, obviously, rich people just probably bring somebody else into the fray, maybe. Uh, all right, that was too much info. Oh, I wasn't talking about us. We're not rich people, honey. <laughs> I know. Trust me. And here's the one. Have you ever, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know anybody, any guys that have gotten like uh, junk enlargements, but I've heard countless stories of them botching and going terribly wrong. Have you? I've never even heard of anyone having their junk enlarged. So, I mean, I, I, there's always stories. Oh, so-and-so I tried just this. got bigger cars. <laughs> you know, big, loud, obnoxious cars make up for that whack of whatever. Oh, oh I see where you're going. And then the yeah. wife makes the garage smaller, so it's a tighter fit. You're exactly right. What? <laughs> you're an idiot. One and only Dr. D joining us on the phone in the cabin. Animal House Veterinary Hospital. You may know her as the star. From Animal Planet's hit show, Dr. D. Alaska Vet ran for uh, several seasons. Good show, great show. And she's with us now to answer your pet questions. D, how are you today? Good to hear from you. Doing good. All right, excellent. Now, uh, we got some good questions here. Remember, Animal House, you'll find them on Pega Road. Call 479-2800 for all of your pet needs. But you know what? Be a member. Get over there. Hook up with them. Because if you do, you get a lot of cool stuff discount specials but you get that 24-hour emergency service available to you and your pet and that's that could be huge so keep that in mind all right right now uh d we do have some good questions we will get to them let's go now here's what i have i have a couple of questions and then i've got a list from a pet hotline a list of the more unusual questions they've received we'll have fun with that but let's go to our first actual question here today i want to know okay so i have two little chihuahuas and my, I want to breed my little girl, and I need to know how old she needs to be and what is entailed. No, John, wrong other door. And what's entailed with um, doing that? What kind of help and that kind of stuff? So you want to you want to know uh, the process to breed your Chihuahua? Yes. Well, when you breed dogs or cats, it is a business. And it's just like going to school. You really need to do some studying on that. That's not a one-minute quick question. Chihuahuas are one of the more difficult and more expensive ones to breed because they can uh, sometimes get C-sections, they get eclampsia, they get all these different problems. There's a bunch of genetic things. Before you breed both of the dogs, you should have both both of them genetically tested for eyes and other things and have them really checked out for soundness. Uh, and those are a lot of different things, but you really need to go online and really see what it entails because it is not an easy job. And they should be crated. The male dogs that you have that you breed usually go around peeing all over your house because they want to mark the territory. And once they start breeding, they don't stop that. (laughs) So I have friends that went, why do we breed our dog one time when he was one? So we had a dog for 15 years that peed all over our couches and carpets. Um, So you're walking into kind of your opening Pandora's box. And you really need to start, this is one place where Google can help. I would go to somebody that has bred chihuahuas and really hear the pros and cons, how they have their setup. You need a so, special setup, the whole wow. world. Holy cow, so it's not just like, all right, shove them both in the back uh, gate and close the door. You can do that, but that's where you really can get in trouble. All right, there we go. All right, one more question here for you. Hold on. 
Uh, my cat likes to stroke my face, and I do not have a clue why. He likes to what? He likes to pet me. He likes to pet you? Like, just sit there and pet, pet your face? Yeah. Like, over and over? Yeah. Longingly? Kind of in a strange, almost creepy way? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Mine just your face? Yeah. Does he do it with anybody else? He does it with my wife as well. Okay. So he's a face patter. Yeah. All right. Is- you, my cat does the same thing. Really? And mine loves to do it when I'm sleeping. <laughs> and, you know, and I don't know if there's something, you know, I get this real creepy thing because, you know, we know where those feet have been. <laughs> and so um, I don't want to wake up with that kitty litter grin thing. But, but I think part of it is my cats love to have cheeky rubs. And so I sit sometimes when I'm talking to them and I do that little cheeky, you know how they come up and rub their cheeks right, on right, you? Right, right, And they love it. I mean, now my one cat will just sit there. And so he'll jump into bed. He'll do that to me. And as soon as he kind of gives me that, I, he has to put his head on the pillow. I put the blanket over and I give him little cheeky rubs and he goes to sleep. So he's just looking for some effect. He's just looking for cheeky rubs. You think, I, think, this guy. I think that's part of it. And that's how else would you tell some human that does that to you? You'd like to have that done well, when you're a cat. Well, we, we, I was going to post a video this morning of a cat that plays the piano when he wants to be fed. <laughs> oh, my God. I would have a clothes cover on that piano at all times because once, once Wilson found out, he'd like, be, be like Beethoven back there, just constantly pounding. More like Jerry Lee Lewis on a really bad drunk binge. Oh, God. <laughs> right, here we go. Uh, so now I have some questions... And these, again, are uh, from a... You don't really have to answer some of these. Just uh, feel free to have fun. Mike, these came from a pet hotline. Some of the most unusual questions. My cat just came in from the garage, and I was wondering, how many calories are in a mouse? (laughs) (laughs) I have never measured it, but I think it's about 150. I have a neutered male cat. How old should he be before I can breed him? Okay. Uh... Is it? Uh, here's another one. Is it normal for a dog to shed? That sounds like a first-time dog owner that had no idea this would happen. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But you know, poodles and certain dogs, there's two types of breeds of dogs. Ones that do shed and ones that you have to go and take them to the groomer and trim their hair off. Schnauzers, right. things right. like that. So I have a yellow lab and he leaves it everywhere. It doesn't matter. I could groom him every day. Yep. How can I keep my cat from stealing my husband's toothbrush? I don't know. I'll put it in a cupboard for granted. How do I stop my cat from giving food to the dog? That's a good one. Uh, let's see. And finally, will chewing soda cans remove enamel from my puppy's teeth? Oh, gosh. Oh, no. Some people should not have children or pets, and that's them. And that is Dr. D. Thornell from Animal House. D, thank you so much for joining us. Bye-bye. Well, that wraps up another one. How awesome was that? Thank you so much. Remember, you can follow along with me weekdays, xrock959.com. Check us out on Twitter, live from Crapper Creek, Glenner Anderson on YouTube. Make sure to tell your friends about this and share it with others. Would you please leave us a comment? We'd love to hear what you think. Until then, we'll talk to you next week, all the way from Crapper Creek, Alaska. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Live from Crapper Creek, the podcast with Glenner, produced by Mike Cook. For the full morning show, log on to the live stream at xrock959.com. This has been a Glendertainment production.